I enjoyed 50% of my trip, but the other 50% was overshadowed by feeling exploited, vulnerable, unnerved, and sexually harassed as I was approached by a sponsor on many occasions who asked for sexual favors in exchange for the crown. Get your glasses. Let's talk. So, this episode, we're talking about the allegations going on currently at Miss Earth, or with the Miss Earth organization. And I was waiting to post this episode because I was waiting to hear more news coming out. And of course, I got more news. That's just journalism in me, or the journalist in me, I should say. But there's so much going on with this story and I feel like there's so many layers to it that it's hard to see what's really what's really the problem for me and let's just talk about it so first of all if you don't know three kids Canada England Guam three countries competed at Miss Earth uh, and it just concluded last week Vietnam won so they all posted on Instagram afterwards saying that an unnamed man at first, we now know as Armando Cruz, one of the sponsors for the Miss Earth organization, they are alleging that he sexually harassed them. I'm like nervous doing this episode. I'm not sure why, but I don't know. I am sipping on a Cazanza from Spain, and it's really nice. It's like black cherries. It's really good. It's super good. <laughs> um, it's really smooth, really silky, kind of like chocolate. But it's a red wine from Spain. Kind of similar to like a Pinot Noir. Anyway, back to Miss Earth. So, the three women, Canada, England, and Guam said that during a dinner some things were said or suggested and favors were insinuated you know to get further in competition and now a woman's group uh, is calling for investigation into the allegations of sexual harassment made by the candidates so we found out that the guy's name is Armando Cruz and he's been a sponsor since 2000 for Miss Earth. And he does, in fact, you know, he did host the dinner at the Manila Yacht Club. And now there's pictures out of that dinner with these three girls, him and the girls. And I'm not a body language expert, but I can see slight uncomfortability, uncomfortableness in them it just look awkward 
And yes, they're smiling, but you gotta remember, you guys, like, we're competing in a pageant. We want to look good at all times. And we don't know who could be judges, you know, so we're always on our best behavior. But I do see a slight hint of being uncomfortable. And the pictures are, I posted them on Instagram of the three ladies who made these claims. And they say pretty much that he was asking them to go on a trip after the pageant to an island, Borokay. I hope they're pronouncing it. Borokay. Which is actually, I found out, a newly reopened island. So it was closed and now it's open. Which I think is weird because it's an island. It's not like it's a store. But he invited several candidates to this island after the pageant was over. Um, a newly reopened one. So, And he's in charge of tourism for the country. And so his goal with the whole pageant was just to bring these girls to destination locations, you know, for the gram, for social media. So that way the Philippines looks good. Right? So... From there, the women were divided up into three groups. And there's about 30 women in each group. And people are saying that, you know, it didn't happen, it did happen, or that's not exactly how it happened. Several of the candidates are even coming to this guy Armando's defense, saying, like Miss Cuba, actually, she said people did offer trips you know, get off of trips to Borokay. But no one promised to get us further through sexual favors. All you can do is say no, thank you, and move on with your life. And then Miss Netherlands actually went on record to say something pretty much somewhat similar coming to um, his defense. And she said that's not exactly how it happened. And everybody's posting this on Instagram. All these girls are going, you know, to the stories and posting it on Instagram. Which I think is a whole nother issue within itself. But Cuba went on record, Netherlands went on record to defend this guy. And there's just so much to be said. what else so my new news for you guys okay and then the girls said they, they did go to the VI, to the VP Lorraine Shack, and they told her what happened however the Miss Earth, or, Miss Earth organization is saying that they found out weeks later days later and that um, all the girls were protected there was 30 women 3 groups there was 30 police officers Netherlands said that um, there was enough police to escort them individually because they had 30 police per group which is 30 women one per group three groups so they ultimately had 90 people all together um now at no point in time were they ever alone pretty much is what she's alleging so my new news <laughs> armando is actually in but okay right now 
as I'm speaking. And he has since went on record to deny the claims. Of course, you know, it's defamation of character. And he said that candidates were the ones who are showing interest in going to the island, not him. And then he did thank the people who are taking up for him. And he's actually seeking legal representation in light of the accusations. And the Miss Earth organization said that Armando Cruz is forever banned, quote unquote, from the annual pageant and stressed stressed that it does not condone nor tolerate any rude or immoral behavior towards the delegates by sponsors or anybody for that matter. Lorraine Shuck, the executive president of the organization Carousel Productions, also called on the complaints as well as any other candidate who may have had some more experience to submit a written statement in order to, you know, go through with formal proceedings. So we are going to investigate this. However, this is what I kind of want to talk about today. That's all the background. That's what's going on right now up to this moment. So I'm glad that the Miss Earth organization is taking a stand and not just letting this, you know, drop off. I'm glad they are being proactive in doing this. My biggest issue with this is the people who are coming at the women, Canada, England, and Guam, saying, no, what you're saying is not true, or that didn't happen, or you could have just said no and walk away and move on with your life. That, to me, that last statement is a defense mechanism. Like, just drop it and just let it go. I think that's kind of in denial of a past experience. And that's how you handle your further or your future experiences, to me, honestly. But besides that, they are saying that what their story is is not valid because that's not what their story is. They're saying that, oh, no, that didn't happen to you because it didn't happen to me. That's that's not possible. Who cares if there was all these people around you? That's not true. It didn't happen to me. Now, there's 90 people, just over 90 people, 30 women per group, three groups, 30 police escort per group, three groups, 90 police officers, 90 women, three groups, and 10 team managers per group. So there's a lot of people. Just because one thing doesn't happen to you doesn't make someone else's experience untrue. And I feel like as a pageant sister, you should be like, oh, the fact that you had this experience while we were together, I'm sorry I missed it. Or I'm sorry you couldn't reach out to me as a pageant sister saying this is what's going on. Can you help me? Or something. Don't just straight up be like, nah, that didn't happen because it didn't happen to me. Like, you're only there for a few weeks. A perpetrator is not going to hit on all 90 women. One, that's leaving a trail if you guys know how to ultimately commit a crime. I mean, like, you don't, you're not going to just go to everybody. But two, you don't know what's going on. You go in separate rooms. You're having a different experience than one person. If there's 30 women, you guys are all having 30 experiences, even if you are taking the same trips. 
and around the same people. You don't know what is being said. And this is a dinner, and from the looks of it, it's not crowded. And the pictures do kind of look suspect. Like, there's about eight pictures floating around that are going viral. You can find them. And the girls kind of do look uncomfortable. There's one girl giving a side eye to another in a conversation. And personally, I think some of the women who might be coming to the fence might be ones who had an experience in the past, and this is truly their defense mechanism. Maybe they're like coming to his defense because, you know, this guy apparently does have a lot of money. He has a yacht um, and hosting the dinner. And maybe they, maybe he didn't say anything to them, but maybe he thought the girls who he said it to wouldn't say anything. And they instantly went to Instagram and posted long paragraphs about their experiences. So who would take the time out to do that over something that didn't happen? What would be their agenda to take this guy down? But on the other side, they could have an agenda to take this guy down. But what would be their agenda to take the guy down? They're alleged, allegedly saying that there was sexual harassment at an international competition hosted in the Philippines. Uh, three, seven days ago. So, hmm. And the girls also said that the organization took their passports away as if they were holding it hostage. And the women said that, no, that's not why they took it away. They took it away because it made it easier to travel instead of us trying to have our passports all the time. If the organization held on to it, they could just give it to customs and go about the business so they could travel faster. And they even Miss Earth organization said that um they did that for the same reasons and that Miss um Nigeria or no Miss Liberia actually lost her passport because she chose to hold on to it. And they signed a waiver um saying that they're gonna give the passports away and Miss Liberia actually lost her passports and she was stuck in the airport, blah blah blah. As in saying like that's what she gets for holding on to it instead of giving it up. But the other girl said that they was holding on to it, so they felt like they couldn't go home during the competition. So, to me, that sounds kind of, like, sketchy in a way, and it's just, like, it makes sense. Like, of course, you know, it makes it easier to hold on to my passport. But then, you know, you can always ask, just, you know, I don't feel comfortable in this competition no more. I want to go home. And they should be able to give it up. That's yours. That's illegal. That's your you know, real property. So I don't know where I'm at on that side of the story. I will say that plain and simple, what we're dealing with is a guy who is rich and has money around 90 beautiful women who all are competing for the same thing. And this guy has this guy has a stake in part of their goal. A financial stake in their goal. 
so financial that it's one of their appearances during their international competition. So as someone in the position of power, you know, I would see how all this came together. It's not uncommon to hear this in the pageant community, period. It's not uncommon to hear about this in the world, period. We know tons of modeling competitions that are foo-foo as all get out. And it's just like, oh, you can be a model. Come to this random location at this random time and give me $500. And then the girls are shipped off somewhere and they have to do all these crazy things. We hear about it all the time. So why would this guy assume that he didn't have the upper hand and he can't just easily buy one of these women or that one of these women would fall for his clever demeanor or charisma and swagger and be like, no. And when the girl said that he offered it in exchange for getting further in the competition, Jamie Yvonne, um, Miss Canada, when she posted on Instagram, he said, she said that he showed up to almost all of my events telling me he could take care of my needs and ask for sexual favors in exchange to get me further in the pageant. I was disgusted. He showed up to a hotel some girls were staying at, and when I ran into him, he continued to ask for my room number. I was lucky I wasn't even staying at that hotel. After so many strange calls, I recognized his phone number and was able to block it. I recognized his phone number and was able to block it. At any at an event at the Manila Yacht Club, he took all the delegates in my group to his yacht and had some girls take sultry photos. Again, I was disgusted. Later in the pageant, we had another sponsor event at the Manila, Manila, like Manila Yacht Club, and he was telling girls he could take them to Borokay as long as we didn't tell anyone. A group of us left to sit outside as we did not feel comfortable. And um, so I know since then, she said it was about six of them who left. Her and six others left. He followed us outside and was upset we were not dancing with him. The team managers laughed and told us to be nice. Eventually, we were allowed to go and sit on the bus because we refused to go back to his yacht. Six girls and myself left because we felt unsafe at the event. I asked many times why more girls weren't given the option to leave, but was never given an answer. That night, a few of us were given the opportunity to bring our concerns to the Miss Earth organization. (sighs) So the tea is definitely hot. This is obviously negligence. It's disrespectful. The girls elect, um, said that they asked the Miss Earth organization for him to go away. And they said that he'll go away. And he was still at prelims and he was at finals night coronation. And they asked them to go away. And they said they didn't know about it for weeks later. For days later. Who cares? 
We said, we told you when we told you. Some things might just get brushed off just because you're pretty. And, you know, you hear things all the time on the street. Street harassment is real. It's super real. So, of course, if you're at an international beauty competition, the people you see around you are going to say something about your beauty. You know, but sometimes you just brush it off. Sometimes they say something too far. Sometimes you just have to just be like, what? But this is a sponsor, you know, and this guy is harassing them, calling their phones, asking for their hotel room numbers. Why? What, what, what is your business? What is your business with their hotel rooms? There's nothing in this pageant that you need my hotel room number for or my cell phone number for. So, meanwhile, Miss Philippines Celeste shared a series of screenshots from a person who was actually a team manager on Miss Earth who was trying to, like, explain their side. But she only defended claims that they laughed at the women's situation and how they are always picking up after them. And then she briefly acknowledged the sexual harassment, but then accused the women for telling them when it was already too late. She also emphasized that they are watching over 30 women, so they should at least be grateful for their service and situation. Really? So this girl named Aine, I-E-N-E, posted on Instagram. And she said she wanted to break her silence because you only have heard one side of the story. So she said, quote, I hope that people aren't biased enough to only listen to one side. Especially on this very sensitive issue. Delegates are always told to tell the team managers everything they are uncomfortable with. They should be informed so that they can address the problem because we are watching over 30 delegates. And it's really hard to monitor each and every one of them. Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) We are doing everything that we can. (sighs) However, you only told us when it's already late. Don't even try to say we did nothing because as far as I can remember, we pulled you out so you could sit inside the bus so you would feel more comfortable away from the people you feel you are not comfortable with. Hold on, you guys. I have to cough because like... (sighs) I'm just talking so much, and it's just so aggravating. (coughs) (sighs) I need to sip more wine. Mm -mm. Anyway, she goes on to say that when... The girls alleged that the team manager laughed at us. She said, oh, no, I'm sorry, but I never remember laughing at you or about the situation. Girl, you should be accurate about the facts you are saying or else it would seem like you are just inventing them inside your mind. About the passwords, we are not confiscating them, FYI. We are gathering them because we are afraid you might lose them. You are always out on sponsor visits and pageant activities and we do hotel transfers. Most of you always leave your bags and other important stuff almost everywhere. If you lose your passport, do you think it won't take too long to process it? 
And also we go out of town, we go to out of town trips and we do group check-in. If someone left her passport, what should we do? Should we leave her if there's no more time to go back from the airport to the hotel? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's not hard to get because FYI, if you need your passport, um, she pretty much says that the contract says that with Carousel Productions, it's not any more liable if you lose your passport. If you want, I'll take a picture of your waiver you wrote. Um, it was actually two or three sentences. And she says, oh, those three sentences was too hard for you. Is that what you're saying in those four weeks that we've stayed with you? There could have been mishaps, lapses, mistakes, misunderstandings because we too are humans. But for all we know, on behalf of my fellow team managers, we know we did our best to provide you with almost everything that you need for you to feel secure, protected, cared, and loved. If you think you did not feel that way, it's fine. You know why? I know most of the other delegates felt grateful to us because they felt our care and love. Then she says that... They had an open forum with the rest of the ladies, and we've heard each other's side, and we all learned from it, and most importantly, we forgave each other. And about the laughing incident, it had already been explained, and it wasn't a laugh at the situation, but don't include the others who did not do such act. Just so you know, we did not treat all of you as candidates. We treated you as our sisters. Thank you for taking time to read. I hope that the people will also understand our side of the story. What about the sexual harassment claims? Are we just going to forget that part? She went into that whole little tangent that had me doing a whole coughing attack. I'm still trying to clear my throat. <clears throat> but did not address the sexual assault, um, sexual harassment claims. <clears throat> this passport issue is so minor. They took it, whatever. They didn't take it. They stole it from you. You couldn't leave. I don't know how hard. I don't know how hard. Um, Jamie, Miss Earth Canada, tried to leave. I don't know that part, but that's not the issue. The issue we have here is, three of your women said that one of your sponsors sexually harassed them for a crown. sexually harassed him for a crown in 2018 in November of 2018 hmm. I hope you guys are sipping just as much as I am sipping because I feel like this is what's going on with the whole Me Too movement people aren't being taken seriously because other people can't relate to what they're going through or what they've experienced in their life. You might have went through your whole life free of any kind of horrific incident. You've never been raped. You've never seen a murder. You never had no one close to you die. So you can't relate to people who lose a parent or two parents at seven or at 10 or at 17. Or at 23. You can't relate because your parents are still around. You don't know their grief. You've never walked outside and had 
your neighbor always look at you crazy walking to school. You never walked down Chicago and had 10 people on all different blocks just say, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? That's not your, you might not have had that experience. You might feel like that's not your reality. You've never been, you know, raped, you know, by a family member at at three or at 17. You can't relate to their experiences or how they view the world or how what someone said to them, how they took how their reaction to it. You can't control someone's reaction to what someone says or what someone does. You can't control the reaction, period. So for you as a pageant sister, I'm talking to like Netherlands and Cuba specifically or women who think like that. Or women who are taking this guy's side because, nah, that's not what happened. Don't say that. Say, oh, is that what he said? Look, I'm going to stick by you because I believe you. Period. I believe you. Not, nah, he didn't say that to me. I think that would be too suspect if he said something crooked to everybody. That would blow his M.O. <laughs> Obviously. Nah, I know you guys seen Law and Order. So. For me, this story is still, like, unfolding. And. I don't see a reason for these three women to just up and be like, yo, let's plot this whole agenda against this guy. I don't see that. I do see awkwardness in the picture of this dinner that these women are talking about. And I do see three women who are giving their side of the story on three different parts of the world. I'm talking about Canada, England, and Guam. North, um, across the pond, England, east or west, depending on where you're looking, and Guam, which is way south, central. It's not like these women are next door to each other. They're coming out on a public platform, IG, and saying, look, no, this isn't cool. And the bigger issue we should talk about is the fact that there's sex trafficking and human trafficking going on in the world and people unfortunately use beauty pageants as one of those gateway outlets uh, to or a recruiting device and Unfortunately, is there's you know there's been rings discovered of women who were kidnapped, taken, you know all types of stuff. You've heard the stories. I know you guys watch the news, and they use pageants and modeling and the beauty world as one of those outlets. They use trips overseas and trip typically. I know here in the United States, one of those overseas trips are like Paris, Europe, or Asia. 
Now, I'm not saying, you know, this guy is specifically involved in anything. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying, based on my experiences as someone who's been in the beauty industries for pretty much, I feel like, all my life. I know, all my life I went to model. And I knew all my life God gave me dissertation with modeling gigs. And I just thank him for that. Because the things I did do were all legit. But I did come across a lot of things that were suspect. And, you know, you go to, like, things, and people might have good intentions, but, like, their building is in an industrial complex. Or they have five pictures on their wall that they took today. And at the, the secretary is some 12-year-old, you know, it, and it's just like, is this a modeling agency? Or did you guys just put this together this morning? And you just walk walk out because they like, okay, okay, you well, you give us $500 and we'll send your pictures out to agencies. If you get booked or not, oh, well, we're representing you. And they just popped up like two days ago. You're like, is this a modeling agency or is this, you know, something else? And you hear stories and you watch these movies, real or not, of people getting kidnapped, human trafficking, taken. And I know this whole Miss Earth thing is like the tip of an iceberg. And it could be something as plainly on the surface as this seems to be with this guy making suggestive comments and them turning them down and coming forward saying that this is what happened. Or it could be a deeper thing where him taking them to this island could result in something more dangerous. However... What I do know is that this is nothing um, nothing not familiar in the pageant world. This guy has allegedly been with this organization since 2000 for the last almost 20 years. I don't know what's happened in the last 20 years, but this is the biggest scandal to hit the Miss Earth organization in the last 17 years that I've seen. And there's nothing to take lightly. It's not. So for the three, the two women to come against their fellow pageant sisters, is that just disgraceful? It's disgusting. Like, you know what's going on. Maybe it's not happening. I know it's happening in Canada because it's right above us. I know it's happening in Canada, but... Guam, England, I'm sure that you guys are getting hit with human trafficking, sex trafficking, just basic street harassment, sexual harassment. This is not anything new. And we need to take women in the whole Me Too era seriously. This is the whole point of it. Because these men feel like they have the upper hand and they have the power. And this guy has some money that is funding a competition for a title they want to win. So, of course, they're going to put on the best behavior for him. And of course, they're going to smile for pictures, but look closely. I'm telling you, look closely at them pictures. I almost finished my glass. Mm-hmm. I was hesitant about posting those pictures in the first place because... I could tell that there were some things uncomfortable, and 
I found him on Twitter. And this, you know, it is the three women who accuse him of sexual harassment. And if they accuse him of sexual harassment, it's tough to be seen with your accuser and your predator. But I wanted to show you, I wanted to kind of have you guys have a visual and easy access to see the pictures that, um, in my personal opinion, shows the body language. Because that's what's most telling. And it's hard because, like, as a woman, and, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I know I look good. <laughs> Shit. And um, I get hit on all the time. And some people do have good intentions. And some of them are just like, no. And some of them are truly disrespectful. And then some of them are really nice. And it's just like, you have that, all women have that intuition when they're in danger, when something's not right, when something's up, and when something's suspect, and when something's gay. Hopefully all women have gaydar. But what is most important is like your intuition. And you know if something's not right. And I believe Miss Earth Canada, Jamie, Miss Earth um, England, Abby, and Miss Guam, Emma, in their stories about the sponsor, Armando Cruz. I believe he might have suggested something. He, I mean, the fact that he's in this, <laughs> the fact that he's in Boracay right now. And he asked him, hey, do you want to go to this? Do you want to go to Boracay after the pageant? And it's after the pageant. And he's in Boracay. And they're posting about him telling them to go there. And he's already there. This island just opened. So I'm guessing there's not a lot of people and things going on right now. You can easily, you know, get lost. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can easily dip off. It's just dangerous. That's what I'm saying. The world is a dangerous place. And to be at an international beauty competition where you probably don't have a lot of family who came out and you're in this country you've probably never been to before and you're competing for a title. This guy has a lot of money. You know, things can get misconstrued um, easily and quickly. And you don't want to get caught up without your passport in an international country. Far from home. Side note, I never competed internationally. I wonder if I should. Have you guys ever competed internationally? Message me on Instagram, Pageants and Prosecco. I want to know what it's like. I should compete. Or let me know how I can. Would it be representing USA or kind of represent my my ethnicity, my nationality, my true nationality, which is, I'm pretty sure, Nigerian. Please let me know if one of you guys um done that before, competed for your nationality as African-Americans. Let me know. I'm kind of curious. I kind of I'm interested to see what competing internationally will be like, but I don't have that experience, and I just feel like I should add it to my resume while I'm still young and in charge. 
So, that's all I actually had to say about this whole incident. I think there'll be more things coming out in the coming days about what's going on here. And I'm glad this is becoming an international story. Um, uh, I know Armando Cruz is in the Philippines because the ABS um, channel out there interviewed him earlier today. So it's becoming an international story. And I'm glad that these women spoke up. And I'm glad that they put themselves out on the line. And they put their titles out on the line, more importantly, to address what happened to them at internationals. I think we should take their war for it. And I think we should watch how this um, unfolds in the coming days. Because something dangerous could have truly happened to these women. Truly. You know. And then one of the women said that Armando grabbed her bare backside at the national costume competition. <laughs> really? Like, what? Like, why would they make that stuff up? That's so detailed. He said it didn't happen, and it was impossible for it to happen because um, there was too many people around. You're denying her experience. Don't deny my experience. Like, that's what happened. Just because it didn't happen to you... You know, and I'm tired of women who take that stance. I really am. I'm tired of women who take that stance. But I'm just going to follow this story for you guys and keep you guys posted on my opinion and keep you updated on the validations that happen and how this story is going to develop in the future because I'm sure that this is only the beginning in the very tip of the iceberg. And I am going to keep you updated on all that's going on with this. Tough episode. Tough, tough episode. But I got through my glass. It was really good. Nice and tasty. Like black cherries. And they have like a dark, almost a chocolate taste to it. Super good. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking tuned to the sticking through to the end. Stay tuned. I have a Queen Crush Wednesday for this week. I cannot wait to show you and to drop it for you. I have someone who is in the arts and is a ballerina. I know you're gonna be excited for it. But thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Please subscribe. And if you can, rate this episode too. I have no ratings. But like and subscribe. Just keep listening. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. I hope your glass is empty. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>